They say God doesn't close one door without opening another. Please, God, open that door. Can't see, cause you can find it, homes, just that you don't want to. You cope by putting the blinders on. I've been trying to find some kind of way, but I've kind of known that y'all would rather whine and lash to nonsense cause your mind is gone. I can't save every person, and politicking is bringing the worst out the very earth. And every perk of living on this turf is being chipped at and nerfed, but I can't sit back and lurk. I've got to hit back, I'm certain it's my purpose. And it's a beautiful thing, too. What's up, everybody? Welcome uh, back to the Underground. This is episode 65, and I am once again joined by Joseph. Wild West Kemp Style. Nations. Emphasis on the style. <laughs> and I am David Lacey, and this is our entertainment episode. Um, Joseph, why don't you shill for everyone real quick since we forgot to do it for the Tuesday episode? Um <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you if you enjoy our podcast and you've been listening this long, we do a value for value system here. Basically, what that means is uh, we're presenting to you a product, and if you're getting a value out of that, you can donate to us in the form of your time, talent, and treasure. In our show notes, you will see all the ways you can keep up the day with us. It has our YouTube channel on there, our Odyssey channel on there. Um, please like, uh, yeah, go to our YouTube channel, subscribe, like our videos, comment. Um, we enjoy the engagement and we will respond back to you. Uh, you'll find PayPal donations also in our show notes. You'll see we're now accepting crypto donations as well. Um, if you're good at audio editing, video editing, artwork, cover art, anything like that, we could use all, all the help if, if you want to give up your time to do that. So as I said, the three ways you can donate time, talent, treasure, um, also, always remember, the two best things that you can do for our podcast is to share it everywhere, on social media, all that stuff. That outreach, word of mouth, just helps us. Um, and then two, download the episodes as well on YouTube. Um, subscribe to us. Like it if you enjoy our content. If you don't enjoy our content, like it anyway and leave us a comment as to why. Uh, but yeah, any, did I forget anything? No, let me just add one thing. So with the crow with the crypto donations uh it's the address for our bitcoin account so it, it says it in the show notes if you decide to do that do not send anything to that address other than bitcoin because you will yes. lose it or it may not even let you um but that yeah. address is there and it's also in the direct me link now um it's just mm. just a copy and paste of the address there you can't click on anything that won't do anything you those of you who understand crypto you know what we're talking about. So yep. uh, that's completely set up. Preferably like, you know, five to ten Bitcoin. Yeah. You know? Oh, that'd be great. And <laughs> it's on sale right now. So go for it. But yeah, guys, we've been. So just to update y'all, you know, YouTube has been going great for us. We're, we're building um, our, you know, uh, Witcher video is about to be at 4,000 views. It, and then our Cobra. It hit it today. It hit it today. Record, nice. Yeah. And then our Cobra Kai uh, video got great views. And then on TikTok, it got, what, 25,000, you said? Yep. And on Instagram, it got good views. So 44 uh, seconds of it. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're building. We're growing. Um, and thank you for being a part of this. Thank you for listening. We truly appreciate it. Yeah. I'm uh, working on T-shirts. I have a supplier. Ooh. I, we have to get designs, but I have a supplier. You have a supplier, mm -hmm. man. Yeah. I need to get that. Uh, my so computer. I've got to. Uh, I've got to like go actually like talk to the guy because like I thought you didn't want to do merchandise. So I, I 
I don't want to do merchandise to try to make money. Okay. That's kind just of just the because it's not. Yeah, it's not. It's not really worth it. Um, I think we could make money off of this stuff because my the guy that runs the the gym that I go to gets all mm-hmm. of his T-shirts from from this guy, and mm-hmm. they are very nice. Nice. And I'm waiting to see some of the other stuff that he some of the other prints that he's getting from him because some of the uh, logos and stuff the way that they feel like the texture of the actual like printed uh, logos that he's got are mm-hmm. incredible. And, and to be honest, that's part of the reason I changed my mind a little bit is because he's getting this like really, yeah. really good stuff from him. And I'm like, this is the kind of quality that I would want to send to people. Yep. Um, so that's, good. that's a future awesome. date thing. I just thought I would mention it. Um, I got some great ideas. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to keep it simple at least at first. Yeah. Just to promote the show. Yep. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if there was anything else or if you're ready to no. to talk about this. We can so. just hop in. Just remember, you will like, comment, subscribe on YouTube, uh, download our podcast episodes, and then uh, share our podcast word of mouth on social media, blog posts, forums, wherever. Yes. You know, just helps us out. If Absolutely. you enjoy the podcast and you're getting value out of it. So, uh, speaking of selling things, uh, Bungie was sold to Sony today for $3.6 billion. <laughs> Oh, um, yeah. How much this was is, the, Do you remember the Microsoft one? How much 60, that one was? So that one was significantly bigger. That was, I believe, around sixty-eight billion. Whoa. But you're you're talking about that they they bought Activision. They didn't just buy like a single studio. They bought like ten studios. Yeah. Okay, because that's Activision and that's Blizzard, and that's all of the titles and everybody that was working underneath those companies. Um. Very, That's funny. very Bungie's large. the developer of Halo too. <laughs> yeah. So here's the, here's the thing, um, and I, I'm I'm kind of curious to get your your opinion on this. Um, the uh, so not so much about like the Microsoft side of it. Um, mm-hmm. That's kind of interesting, uh, but it I, I don't know how much of a difference that's going to ultimately make and like what like with Call of Duty, so on and so forth. But the mm-hmm. biggest thing that Sony had going against them is that uh, they're I guess the thing that they're criticized most for is that they don't have a wide variety of genres that are first party, mm. meaning something like uh, Uncharted, right? It's a third person adventure game that's mm-hmm. an exclusive for Sony, but they don't have first person shooters. Uh, they they did have Killzone, and that was always kind of a weird thing that they never they never really brought that back. And I actually think Insomniac uh, that made another first person series for uh for them haven't they haven't been doing it but now they have arguably the first person shooter company yep right i mean like you were saying these are the people that made halo now it's not the exact it's not 100 percent the exact same team but this is like a legacy company um right i i kind of don't think people are making as big of a deal out of this as maybe they should be now i am a big fan of destiny i've put far too many hours into one and two uh, and I haven't played in quite a long time because stuff like that. I could never I, I get into now. it, man. Yeah, I have it, this weird thing where I like good games. So <laughs> that that's funny. Yeah, no, it some of I would I would say it's got some as far as the gameplay is concerned, uh, like the mechanics of a first person shooter. It's yeah, probably the best out there. Yeah, um, I think it's no, it does have great mechanics. Yeah, I think it's way better than uh, than Call of Duty. Uh, you know, Call of uh, Duty's been 
best set in the bar low. Yeah. Well, even like Battlefield, like all that stuff, yeah. stuff out there. Um, they had a rough start, but they've really gained this community. And what's really cool about this, there, there are two things that I see that are really cool about this. One, this probably means that we're getting a Destiny, uh, a Destiny three, uh, mm-hmm. because the way that the that they're kind of they talk through it, and I I linked um in the show notes, um the PlayStation blog post about it. Mm-hmm. And they're they're kind of giving these little hints about wanting to make this bigger, better, um, live live service game, and mm-hmm. that tells me oh we're working on Destiny three. Like our intention is to finish up Destiny two. Um, my buddy Coates was telling me that he 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 thinks they've got like two more expansions that are coming out, which means they're probably going to be slowly transitioning as they're finding talent because that was a big thing in the article where they're saying like we're trying to find like top tier talent to come on. Now that Sony is essentially backing them with money, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so Bungie obviously was with Microsoft for a while. Uh, I don't think they got bought by Activision, but they had some sort of deal with Activision to make Destiny. Mm-hmm. Activision let them go and let them keep Destiny, which was a very weird move on uh, Activision's part. And it's also semi-ironic because of who owns Activision now. <laughs> <laughs> who owns Activision? Oh, Microsoft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Microsoft, duh. <laughs> duh. Yeah. So I thought they, you were referring to at the like, time. In an ulti- alter- alternate world, Bungie goes independent, loses Destiny to go work on other stuff, and Destiny potentially becomes an exclusive for Xbox. <laughs> I'm just saying, it's it's possible. Um, it's it's just a, it's a cool acquisition. Um, I, I I know some people are kind of like worried about it for whatever reason. But it doesn't. Destiny's not going anywhere. They've already said they're gonna maintain sort of an independent status. So Sony's backing them financially. But I think it's kind of interesting because I think Sony's gonna end up getting a first-person um, exclusive out of this because mm, nice. they'll build the team out. They'll probably take some of the talent from the Destiny team to make a first-person shooter specifically for PlayStation. And if anything, it'll end up being like a timed exclusive. So it'll be on PlayStation for the first year. Uh, mm-hmm. It'll probably end up on PC, and then they may even uh, put Xbox into the full because Sony ultimately is about making money. So anyway, I just yeah. I thought that was really cool. I don't know if you had any any thoughts on it. It, it just uh, nah. I thought it was cool and uh, yeah, funny and ironic. Yeah, that that all of that stuff was was going down, and um, this just this is like brand new information. So I was like, well, we got to talk about it. Got to get yeah, try to get that uh, get that out there. So yeah, speaking of Halo though, yes, speaking of Halo. Um, you they anticipated, me. long awaited for, hyped <laughs> um, trailer. Uh, they've been working on the TV show for Halo, and the trailer has just released. Yes. Uh, do you, you want to go first? <laughs> do you want to? Oh wait, we're not allowed to play it, are we? Well, I'll 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 deal with that when it's a yeah. with YouTube or whatever the case may be. But no, you go you go ahead you go ahead. Okay, so. I I don't know where you kind of stand with Halo. I haven't really cared about Halo since Reach. Okay. I, I haven't cared about Halo since ever, so. Really? Like never. <laughs> no, I mean, so I'll take that. I do like uh I, I do like uh what are they, what is it called? What? Halo uh Wars or whatnot, the Oh the strategy RTS base. Yeah, the RTS, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Real time yeah. strategy. Um Those are on I game, do like that because I mean one of my favorite games is uh, StarCraft. Okay. So. Oh, yeah, I understand you know, that. Yeah, they're pretty good. Um, um. But as far as like the actual. The FPSs. Uh, 
Yeah, the FPS. I just could never get into it. Okay. Okay. It's De- probably why like I can't very, get into Destiny. You're very much in the minority in that group. I'm sure you understand that, but like, especially from back in the day, like yeah. ha- Halo two and three. No, um, don't get me wrong. I like watching people play Halo one and two yeah. and three, but I just could. As far as me playing it, I just could never get into it. Um, I like playing Call of Duty better, like Stalingrad, like the early, you know, the early yeah. Call of Duties. Yeah. Um, once Black Ops came out, it's like, yeah, <laughs> for me with Call of Duty. Um, okay, so you'll be happy to know, at least from some of the information that I gathered today, this is not based on Halo, like the games. Yes, allegedly, I know that. this is an alternate universe. Or like yeah. alternate timeline, I think was Best what I saw. for modern audiences. Oh, to is reach it? the masses? No, oh, I'm just, yeah, I was just saying. So, <laughs> I feel like that's where you're going with it. I, I mentioned to you in a text message uh, before all of this mm-hmm. that it reminded me of Mando, and I don't think you, as in the Mandalorian, the the Star Wars yeah. show, and I don't think you kind of knew what I meant by that. So, because no, I don't watch The Mandalorian. Right. So, what I essentially meant by that is this is another television show about an armored person in a helmet. Yeah. Who's probably not taking, well, unlike Boba Fett, probably isn't taking his helmet off for a majority of the show, if ever. They, they shouldn't they, ever take it off. Yeah. They're looking. Unless like, it's in the very final episode, <laughs> you know, any, you know, whatever. Okay. Uh, fine. Yes. But, so, that is kind of what I meant. Is it, it? This kind of feels like he's gonna be in it. I, I'm curious how much of a role he's actually going to, like Master Chief, is actually gonna play. This is what I'm worried about, right? Because yeah, as we know, and this is a lot. This this happened with um, uh, He Man last pulling year. Pulling up our text messages so I can see what my thoughts were. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, with He Man last year. They put He-Man front and center, and then he wasn't in the show a whole lot. Yep. He was like a background character. Now, there are a oh, lot yeah. of characters in this trailer, a, cu- a lot of other Spartans of a uh, diverse vi- variety, which isn't a problem, but we nope. we know how Hollywood likes to push something in one direction and make you think you're getting one thing, and then what you really get is a show that's essentially all about uh, you know the message, um, yep. and I, I have to admit I'm kind of worried that um, Chief is going to be like stuck in that room with that that uh, that woman <laughs> for a lot of the uh, show. Yeah. Now I'm going to watch it. I'm gonna, well. I've been wanting to watch um, uh, Yellowstone, and that's on oh, Paramount. Yeah. And so yep. this seems like a good opportunity to knock two things out at one time. <laughs> hey, and the good thing is, is this in March, and it's going to be after the uh, after Batman, so uh, yes. the Batman, yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah. at least we can uh, review it and stuff well, after yeah. that. Yeah. Hey, at least we know we're going to be busy in March. That's that's yeah. nice to nice to know. But yeah, I don't I don't know, man. It, I don't like. I think you had mentioned to me before I'd even watched the trailer that there's a human protagonist. Yeah. The lady, so right. It, it seems like the villain, the the main and primary villain, is going to be human. Um, and it's, and my whole thing is if that ends up being true, it's like, okay, let's not have all of humanity bond together to defeat a nearly 
unbeatable enemy. You know what I mean? Well, like, that's, let's yeah, not that's go the for something. original. Not, let's not go for unity and, and stuff like that. Let's just go for the real monster is a human. Yeah. Cause um, we need another one that says that. And, and she like controls the flood. I think, yeah. I think that's what she calls it. I have to go back and watch the trailer again, but I'm pretty sure she's like in control of it. And she attacks someone with a worm. I, I honestly, I might have to go back and like break this trailer down to look at some of the, the details of it. Yeah. But yeah, it's like, man, I don't understand why they keep having to change things away from what the core base wants, which is chief shooting aliens and fighting aliens, <laughs> getting into it's conflict with the covenant and the flood. Like I, that's it. Follow can, like David, how hard is it to follow the storyline? You that's can, already been established yeah. that has done a great job of building an audience mm-hmm. and everything, right? You have the you have the the skeletal structure of one, two, and three, and you could even add to. I don't think if you do it well, and again, you respect the lore, you respect what yep. came before. You could even write in some of your own stories about things that are going on in that, right? Because yep. obviously, Halo is a first person shooter. It's mm-hmm. it's semi linear, and you know you're kind of trying to go from point A to point B in different missions, right? But you could add some things to that to give it a little more depth. Chief meets some different people. Different things happen. There's a lot of like loss and sacrifice that happens in the Halo series. Easy enough concepts to be able to make something interesting. And don't get me wrong. They might pull it off. But I've learned to be incredibly skeptical of everything that comes out that was once something that I cared about. <laughs> yep, exactly. I, I don't trust it anymore. So I, it's I don't know. Pay, probably, it's probably going to pay fan service. Right. Yes. Like, like dangle some shiny keys. Oh, of and, course. Yeah. But it's going to be a trash storyline. I I wouldn't be surprised if uh, I the hope it's Arbiter, not. who was, if I remember correctly, Arbiter was the uh, Covenant elite in the second game, who you also play as. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he shows up at the end of the season, um, as the like Easter or the carrot on the stick to get people to continue watching the show. Uh, right. I could be wrong. You might show up in this season and <laughs> they're just throw everything at it. Um, it it kind of looks cheap to me. I say yeah, this that's a lot. That's the other thing that I noticed yeah. as well. It looks cheap. I get, for whatever reason, get in trouble with people on the internet all the time for constantly being like, these shows look cheap. Uh, it's like the, Halo deserves, in my opinion, a multi-million dollar movie budget. Mm-hmm. You make it big, bombastic, and all about Chief blowing up aliens you get a lot of butts and seats. I'm not sure this is going to have the same impact. But then again, it could be good. And I hope it is. I Me hope too. it ends up Me being too. really good. I do. I don't I I just I don't know, man. I I just can't blindly trust any of this stuff anymore. Nope. You know, it's like uh after Cowboy Bebop this this past year, He-Man this past year, The Wheel of Time. A Wheel of Time. Um what what we <laughs> heard There's about, a little more next up on the chopping block. Yeah, Lord of the Rings. Um <laughs> I'm sure there was some other stuff. I mean, even what what we've seen happen with Boba Fett. Yeah. You know, um, man, they they just they just, I have no confidence. These, I just don't have confidence. These people do not love the author. They don't care for the story. They have no respect for the source material. Yep. And it's because it's like one of the, I was telling a buddy here of mine. I'm like, why do you think Amazon's going to do a good job? Because Tolkien represents everything that Hollywood hates right now. Mm-hmm. And they're going to try they're going to instead of trying to 
come up with something original that suits their agenda, right? That they can make it interesting and build up from the bottom. They need to take over an established IP because they're lazy and that's easier. And they need to destroy it because it already has a large fan base, right? Um, I mean, I know for me, you know, I related to all the strong female characters in Arcane. Yes. You know, even though they didn't look like me, I related to them, right? (laughs) Yeah. You know, (laughs) I relate to the, you know, I like, you know, all the World War II movies and stuff that I've seen or any war movie, right? Sure. Whether if it's Samurai Jack on Cartoon Network (laughs) or (laughs) if it's, you know, Tom Cruise in The Last Samurai or if it's freaking Saving Private Ryan or if it's the, you know, whatever. Seen so many. I re- I relate to them. Not I'm not a war, I'm not a soldier, right? I'm not yeah. fighting in World War Two and stuff. Like yeah. it's just it's ridiculous to think. You know, again, I understand I understand the point on representation. I'm not saying it's a bad point. What I what I it's, think it's, it's an, ridiculous it's dishonor- is to say it's dishonest. Yeah, to say I have to have someone to that looks like me mm-hmm. in order for me to relate. Yeah, it's completely dishonest because like neither of us look like Wesley Snipes. Yes. And you can understand Blade. Yeah, you know what I mean. I could go on and on with with different Shaft. Yeah. I mean, yeah. The last Shaft movie actually wasn't too terrible. I don't look like any anything like Samuel L. Jackson, and I can't relate to being like a bounty hunter or whatever he's supposed to be. Any of the Marvel movies can't relate to him. Uh, yeah, you, you know. Speaking of World <laughs> War Two and uh, Captain America, uh, yeah. So I, I don't know. Halo. Listen, I I do I do hope it's good. I hope it's good for the sake of the people who are like still in love with Halo. Um, that yeah. they have something that they go, yes, this is the thing we've always been waiting for. I just won't believe it until I watch it for myself, and it'll probably take time because I, I'm pretty sure they're going to do episode by episode. So this may be yeah. one of those things where we just take like five or ten minutes to talk about each of the episodes yeah. what works that's what fine. doesn't if it's if it seems like it's headed in the right direction that's um, the only way for them to make money is to mm-hmm. release it weekly yeah all Netflix, right well to you. speaking of things that i can't relate to um i just wanted to take a minute i wasn't Please. planning on doing this but this most recent episode of boba fett let me i'm gonna start the minute it's not going to be just pretty. one minute. It's not going to just be one minute. <laughs> I just kidding. Here's the thing. That's how Did I tell I, I, I don't know how Star much I've, I've told you about this. So I, okay. So I'm trying to think of how to start this. This episode, right? This is episode five. There are seven right. episodes in the season. Man, at least it's only seven. Yes. This episode, Joseph, by fans, is considered to be the best episode of the season. Okay. Do you know what's missing from this episode? I do know, but just to, you know. It's the title character. Yes. So not only is this the... I'd have to go back and check to be 100% certain of this, but I Mm -hmm. believe this is the longest episode of the season. Of the book of Boba Fett. And Boba Fett's not in this episode. At all. And everyone is so in love with this episode. There are people, like, I swear people are saying that this episode is better than anything that has ever been made by Star Wars. Which is always the most annoying claim. 
by yeah, that's not better than the original trilogy come on no get real it i will be fair to it that at the very least it, it's it's tough because it's a pretty low bar it's a very low bar actually it it's definitely the best episode of the season and it's but is it actually a good episode no on standalone okay. no i wouldn't that's i wouldn't thought. say so it the first like five-ish minutes is interesting because okay so mando shows up right and I have what would be considered a pretty controversial opinion that he's an idiot. Um, he's not. I can see that. He's not really a very smart guy. <laughs> he does a lot of like weird, dumb things. Like so, he got a essentially what would be a lightsaber. It's called the dark saber. It's basically this edgy lightsaber. I think I mentioned to it maybe last week or the, in, our, in our last conversation about huh. Is it an emo lightsaber? Kinda, kinda, dude. Like it's 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 very like, uh, you know, that like fan fiction type of lightsaber. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's this. It's it's. Oh, what if there was a black lightsaber and it's the dark saber? You know, not only that, right? How so original. The first five minutes is like kind of interesting. It's. It, I think everyone was just happy to see, um, a bounty hunter doing bounty hunter things. Mm-hmm. Because that's what both of these characters are kind of supposed to be, and they don't do it for a majority of their their shows. I mean, right. Boba Fett doesn't bounce. Isn't hunt. that just like a running theme with all these shows that, that, that we they, talk about? Yeah, they don't do what they're supposed to be doing in most of. They don't highlight their main character, and they don't do what they're supposed to be. No. Um. Okay, so I'll give that first. You know, there's problems littered throughout the entire episode, right? Um. Mm-hmm. But it it's not on Tatooine. So we're not on set. Well, okay. The first half of the episode isn't on Tatooine. Um, And you're seeing a new place, though it's pretty derivative. And I swear this entire episode Mm -hmm. is just full of jangling keys, right? So they're literally on a halo ring. And I swear it's just a, hey, look, you know what that looks like, right? That looks like that other thing from that game. You know, they're just like poking. Being like, hey, you know what this is, right? Um he uh what was what was some of the other stuff? I don't want to get too far ahead of myself. No, you're fine. Um anyway, so yeah, he goes through like all this stuff. Dude, okay, so he has this the, the dark saber, right? Mm-hmm. Well, they nerf the dark saber. This is again, this is essentially just supposed to be a black lightsaber. That's what it is. Right. right, it's got like a Beskar hilt, which I think is a new thing. They, they, it's. I swear they're making this stuff up as they go, or at right. least they're they're terrible about setting these things up so that people know about them early enough on. Where you know we're into technically three seasons of this like Mandalorian thing, and we're just now learning that this uh, lightsaber has like a Beskar hilt. Um, so like the you know, uh, the part that he's holding on to, and mm-hmm. um, all of a sudden, out of nowhere. The dark saber is heavy. It it is now it now has physical weight, right? This thing that is essentially the hilt of a sword and a laser beam that comes out of it now weighs a lot for no reason at all. And then their explanation has something to do with the like you're not uh working the way the like dark saber wants you to. And I'm like this this weapon has psychic abilities. Like, what are we doing with this, right? And then, dude, there's a scene 
uh, when he's like training to use the dark saber because now he has to learn how to use it. By the way, earlier on when he's doing bounty hunting, he accidentally burns his leg, like horribly burns <laughs> his leg with the dark saber on accident. And this is these are these moments where I'm like, this dude is a moron. Like he does not uh, ha- like how has he made it this far? Right way to build up your main character, yeah. right? And there's a million other things that are like wrong with the the uh, the way that Mandalorian set up. Like there's no there's no stakes with him at all. He's right. basically invincible, and so every time he gets into a fight, you're just like, uh, all right, it's just another fight. Like he's gonna he's gonna win. I know he's where gonna... this is going. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, 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 it's so much to the like that now that he has to be the person that uh, like hurts himself severely in order to actually get hurt. <laughs> right the worst these like guys that he's he's fighting at the beginning that he's getting the bounty from is one of them like bites him on the hand that's like it uh, yeah it's so stupid anyway so he goes through this whole whole orde- ordeal he's training to use this dark saber and he literally falls off this platform like into outer space <laughs> while, like, <laughs> like, he trips she like jukes him and he just goes ah, and like falls off the side <laughs> it's so dude oh my gosh it's so it bad it's supposed to be like the best bounty hunter in the entire galaxy yeah, right he, he's essentially characterized as what boba fett should have been yeah. at least that's what they tell you and then you watch him and you're like are you sure this is the right guy <laughs> he's he's just Man. like cra- he has crazy plot armor but so does Did, Bo- but so does boba fett to be honest um uh, so wait 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 boba fett he was the bounty hunter or was it mandalorian okay so boba fett was was the the bounty hunter, right? He was the bounty hunter character in OT. In Star the original, Wars. yeah, yeah. Uh, Mando, who has a name, and I just don't remember. I don't care. Uh, yeah. he has a name anyway. But everybody calls him Mando. Um, he is essentially the replacement for Boba Fett. But then they bring Boba Fett back in, and so you look at the two of them, and by comparison, Mando is a much more interesting character than yeah. Boba Fett. Um, so anyway, Mando leaves. Right, he gets on um, the spaceship, and of course he's headed to Tatooine because we all knew that's where it was going. Um, mm-hmm. And he spends a majority of the rest of the episode. So we're about halfway through when he's ha- like he gets to Tatooine, and it's about an hour long episode. And usually these are like somewhere between forty to forty five minutes each. Mm-hmm. He spends almost a majority of the rest of the episode building a new spaceship for himself with the <laughs> with this really annoying. Uh, mechanic on Tatooine. What is up with all these shows having really annoying people on them? I don't know. Now, Jeez. I know you're not like super into Star Wars. No, nah. not anymore. But not if you since. were to take, I, a I do guess. like. I want to clarify. I do like the uh, uh, original movies, uh-huh. and I do like Rogue One. Okay. Other than that, have you everything seen, else is trash? You've seen um, the prequels. You've seen all of it, yeah. right? Okay. Yeah, I've seen the prequels. I'll say I like the prequels better than I like anything that's been new from the remake of the original Star Wars titled Force Awakens. Yes. Forward. <laughs> okay, so maybe this will maybe this will work then, what I'm about to to try to get you to figure out. Okay. This ship that Mando is rebuilding. Mm-hmm. If you were to take a wild guess, right? Because what they what they did is they just brought back an old ship for the member like member this thing. That's what they mm-hmm. did. Now I'm not going to tell you what the ship is. I'm going to see if you can guess. Um, what they should have done 
is created a brand new ship for him, right? You have this mm-hmm. iconic character. He's supposed to be leading the way for this new, like, uh, universe that they're doing within Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, as much of a mess as it is, that's what they're trying to do. So you think, let's make it an iconic ship for Mando uh, right. so that everyone can, um, like, get behind it and be like, oh, this is so cool, right? Well, they don't do that. They bring back another ship. If you were to take a wild guess, what ship did they give him? Millennium Falcon. No. That's okay. what everyone Death thought Star. that they were going to do? I'm just the kidding. Death Star, dude. <laughs> dude, I might have been okay with that if it was just like, here's the Death Star. <laughs> now I'll get all the bounties. No, no, no. Okay. No, what you're not gonna figure you're not gonna figure it out. Okay. Okay. Do you remember the Enterprise? Do you remember Star in Trek? the prequel trilogies? The Naboo Starfighters. No way, really. The yellow <laughs> Yes. Yes. I used to have that. That was a, I used to have it as a toy. Not only that, but they remove the uh droid cockpit because mando can't decide whether he actually hates droids or not like sometimes he's cool with them and then other times he's like no they're the worst he's like i don't want them anywhere near me anyway they remove that because they're setting it up so that baby yoda can ride in this little droid cockpit when he gets him back when they finally get to mando season three so he does that right and then everyone started flipping out on the internet over this pile of rubble from episode one from the speed ra- the speed racer what am i saying from the um shoot what were those things called the uh, oh, pod uh racing yeah pot racing because there's a, a a quick shot of where anakin broke through this barrier in season not in season one good lord listen to me in episode one Mm-hmm. And the internet went crazy. They go, oh my gosh, it's this rubble from where that thing happened in episode one. And he's going through the same, the same canyon. <clears throat> Dude, it, the whole episode is that. Yeah. The, oh, this thing was in it. And this thing was in it. No one is going, hey, I really like where they're taking this story. I really like that. That does not exist in Star Wars anymore. All Just it is consume now, product. Yes. All it is is... Uh, we all bow to our Disney overlords. Hail the mouse. Hail the mouse. In everything. It's, ooh, look at that thing. And, oh, that was a thing from this thing. And, ooh, that is yep. from that. Oh, and now this. Is, and you're just like, yo, but do you do you like this? Do you like the characters? Do you like the story art? Do you like the world building? Do you like, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. And And to be fair, Mando, again, is more interesting than Boba Fett. But that is such a low bar. Yep. That's like, ah, I'm. I, listen, I can't win with these people. I mean, you know, it's not really about winning at this point. <laughs> Disney is going down, and Netflix and others like them. But Netflix and Disney are going down in their stock market and their market cap for a reason. Yeah. So, and it's not because they're producing good content. All right, I'm done talking about it. I already talked about it longer than I meant to. Um, yeah, man, I just like you know, I'm at this point when it comes to Star Wars, I don't care anymore. Who cares? Yeah. You can't, you can't, you know, interest me any longer. It's like you've ruined it, you butchered it. I just don't care. I don't think they've got know? it. I don't think they've got it in them to recover and to actually make it interesting anymore. I, I don't. It would take someone, someone's right, like multiple people, really skilled to 
bring that back. It is it is not a hard thing for me to argue anymore that Empire was the pinnacle of Star Wars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I I really like yeah. the first one. Empire is far and away the best movie, and Jedi has lots of problems, but it still holds up for the original trilogy, despite right. issues that I have with it. I don't really care about the prequel trilogy all that much. I, I think it's Me a either. it's a, a good story told poorly. Yep. Um, and then everything that comes after that is garbage. It's just hardly worth my time. Yeah. Um, I I would consider maybe watching Rogue One again, mostly mm-hmm. just to kind of like get another feel for it. But I just don't care, man. Don't care about Solo. Yeah. Don't care about the, tr- the the sequel trilogy. Um, obviously, don't really care about um. Boba Fett. Most of the reason I talk about this stuff now is because somebody has to t- to point these things out to yep. try to convince people to be like, "Look, you can like this, but you kind of need to understand it's not very good." Yeah, I have arguments exactly. for why it's not, and it's not just like a, "Oh, well, you have your opinion, and I have my opinion." It's like, well, if we have opposite opinions, somebody's got to be wrong. Yep. It, you know, and I can give you reasons as to why I'm not the person that's wrong in 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 this. Right. Um, yeah, I'm man, I'm just not surprised. It's just I'm not surprised at all. It's just, you know, same old thing. All right. Well, let's talk about Formula. some good stuff. Yes. So we're gonna we're gonna start with nobody, which I'm really glad you you finally got a, a chance to watch because this this is a movie that um uh definitely went under the radar. Yeah, if we need like the holy music to start playing, right? The oh. <laughs> it is a great movie you know it's not it's not anything that is you know i say it's a great movie it's a good movie it's it's not anything that's oh wow this is amazing it's just an action movie done well yeah you know what i mean yep i would say great honestly yep uh i i think that um bob oderdeck does a really really good job in it I think yes. that there's an argument to be made that this movie might be better than John Wick. Uh, he's um, Hutch, who is the title character, mm-hmm. is much more interesting, in my opinion, than John Wick. Yep. Who is Agreed. sort of a, a wet noodle a little bit. He's fine, right? I mean, like he's those, especially that first movie. Um, it is really good, but I like that this does a lot of the same things that John Wick does but in a much cooler uh at times and and much more like grounded and interesting way right yeah where John Wick is all sort of about this like world building and building out all of this other stuff and then like he's kind of just this this very like um stat I guess static character uh in mm-hmm. the John Wick series like he doesn't change a whole lot like he's just no. John Wick throughout the whole thing um Hutch is in one place at the beginning and by the end, he's in a very different place, right? Yes, he, he gets, is. He gets a a character arc in his movie, which is is awesome, right? It's it's not just it's not really just a revenge story. It's uh, something a little bit different and something motivation, more, mm-hmm. you know, uh, backstory, yeah, um, you know, intentions. So many different things with his character. Uh. I mentioned this to you when uh, when you told me you'd watch it, but Christopher Lloyd, who plays his dad, is probably yes. my favorite character. I, I think Hutch, Bob Oderdeck, Hutch, is awesome. 
Right. Uh, I, I absolutely love that. But there was something about seeing like Doc from Back to the Future playing this like retired FBI agent, and that uh, we're gonna spoil this by the way. Um, go, if you have at this point, hang on. At this point, if you haven't seen it, go see it. It's great. We're gonna get into spoilers after this. So yes, just because you've you know, been warned, people on the internet go crazy when you don't you don't warn them ahead of time. So we're just we'll we'll do you that justice and um you know send you on your way if you haven't seen it yet. Go watch it. It's like an hour and a half, and then you can come back and you can listen to the rest of this. Anyway, um, there's that scene where um they go to kill his dad. <laughs> When the two Russians gonna oh, kill yeah. his dad in the uh, in in the thing, and he uh, he pretends like he's sleeping, and he ca- catches them both off guard, and then the the attendant wakes up at the old people's home, and he comes upstairs, and he's like holding the one guy, and the guy's got this Mouth. big this big bullet wound in his chest, yeah. and and he's like, oh, uh, what's his uh? Anyway, he's like he's like, oh, you just turn down your uh, your the, shows the, or whatever, TV, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That part, the first time I watched it, I was like, that that part. I mean, obviously I was sold, but there was something yeah. about that part that uh, that really uh, got me. I was like, man, this movie's good, <laughs> dude. I I enjoy in the beginning where okay, so for those who don't know, uh, you don't find out until later in the movie that he's a retired auditor for the Alphabet Agency. So basically, he's a highly skilled, like better than assassin killer, right? He's the guy that you don't want to be seeing. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it does a backstory to where there's this guy he was supposed to kill that he ends up letting live. And then he goes to visit the guy in Boise, Idaho or wherever, finds out he has a family. He's like, I want that. And so he's in the beginning of the movie. What you see is that he's with his family and all that stuff. And their house ends up getting broken into. And he doesn't uh, kill the two people because he notices that the gun that they have isn't loaded because it's a revolver and he can tell and so he just lets them go away. His family gets kind of his uh, oldest son gets kind of mad at him uh, for it. And so he has but basically this pent up. You can tell he's just not he lives a mundane life and he's just not happy with his life. And so he then he goes finally when he realizes that uh, his daughter's uh, kitten bracelet or whatever it is, is in the house. He uses that as an excuse to go and find them goes and finds them and realizes that um, the reason why they stole everything, did everything is because their baby um, has issues, his own oxygen machine and stuff like that. And so he gets mad at himself for breaking into their house and doing all that. And then he finds, he gets on a bus. Hang on, hang on, hang on. We have to talk about the bus. Yes, yes, we yeah. Have to, the bus. Uh, go, go, go ahead. I was going to say there are two great, action set pieces in this i I think the other ones are good Uh the bus and the final action set piece in the warehouse yes are fantastic and the but i would i would probably rank the bus a little bit higher um just because it is so brutal and like the way he he handles the situation where he like locks everything and he pulls his revolver out and he drops all of the bullets out of it (laughs) And he's just like he's like I am gonna mess you up, and they're all like, Hurr. and then he just goes to town, and it's so, I mean like he, this. But, okay, go ahead, go but ahead. he still gets hurt. Yes. in it right. Yes. Like he's not just he's not invincible. Mary, he's still taking on five guys. He's right, not Mary Sue. Yes, it's it's I, I realistic if you will. Like he gets hurt bad, 
Yep. Literally, he gets stabbed in the side at one point, and then like he's like pulling the knife out of of his side or whatever, and they're all looking at him like, "Oh no, what have we got ourselves yeah. into, dude?" Oh my gosh, that. And then he gets uh thrown out of the bus window about halfway dude. through the fight, and he like yeah. he gets up and he dusts himself off. And he just goes right back in, and they're like, come on. <laughs> Dude, okay, so even before all that, when he's on the bus and he sees these Russian dudes coming, and, and they come in, and they're they're uh, rude and obnoxious to some people, and then they're trying to uh, in, intimidate and harass this woman, right? But before that, he's like, you know, it is said that um, when God closes one door— Another door opens and then yep. he smiles. Yep, <laughs> like that is too good. Isn't he like? Is that? Is this the part where he, to where he goes? Oh, please let this happen or whatever. Isn't he like yes. basically like let this? Because yes. he's he has this pent up um, aggression, right? That he's yeah. trying to get out, and you know they're the perfect um, justifiable justifiable reason for him yeah. to unleash it, right? And it, and. Go ahead. I was gonna say it's really got a dark sense of humor too. Yeah. Like he he basically bashes out most of the teeth of one of those Russian guys, and the <laughs> Russian guys, how are my teeth? Is it okay? How bad is it? <laughs> it's so <laughs> good. Oh man. Um. Yeah. I. I think uh, the whole setup of him being just so pathetic, right? He's he's yep. so down and out at the beginning. They do a really good job of doing subtle things to show you this too. It's not just in your face like, oh, he's in this terrible place in his life, right? So one of the shots that you see pretty early on is like he and his wife are in bed together and she has this like wall of pillows up yep. between the two of them. And you're immediately, you know what's going on, right? This is told, the story is told in a way that you don't get in a lot of modern movies and television where they know the audience is smart enough to realize what's going on if you just show it to them. Yep. Instead of her, his wife being like, you're pathetic. Like, I think his kid does a little bit, which is fine. Like, that's mm-hmm. that makes sense in the context that, like, his teenage son would uh, be the one to vocally express how Say he feels that. about him. Yeah. And, of course, his, his daughter still sees him as, like, her dad, right? Like, this kind of, like, mm-hmm. perfect in- individual, like, who can't do any, anything wrong. Um. And then the wife is just so completely disconnected from everyone else. It's like a great setup to get him back into this place where he essentially earns his family back uh, through this sort of like trial that he goes through. And, um, you know, obviously his it, the way that he goes about everything is one thing or whatever. But the um, like he's not he's not like a morally just a morally like good dude. Right. Yeah. I mean, obviously right. he worked he's for the CIA. He like he took out terrible tons of things. people. Right. But then you get him set up against this like Russian mob that is clearly way worse, right? And it just works yep. as such a good story leading up to that. Um, he's the Bob Oderdecht was a great um, cast because oh, yeah, of the way perfect. that he looks. Yep. He looks like an unassuming fifty-year-old, mm-hmm. right? And that's exactly like the way that it's they. Oh my gosh, they just knew what they were doing, and it's very nice they, to see people knowing what yes, they're doing. And they execute it well, right? Yep. It's not there's no dangling keys. It's not you know a fantastic CGI, all this stuff, like you know, and, and everything. Yeah, it's a, a story told well, characters done well, just all of it. I enjoyed it. It's fun too. Uh-huh. It keeps you going. It's not boring in any parts. It's from the minute it begins to the minute it ends. It's spot on. It hooks you. You can't help but watch it. Yep. 
Yep. Uh, and it's not overly complicated. They know what they're doing, know what story they're telling, and they execute it. Yep. And and you believe that he is who he is, which is so yep. important, right? And part of that going back to the fact that he's not a Mary Sue, but he's good at what he does. Nor is he undermined, right? He's not seen as no. stupid, as an idiot. They don't do all these various side plots, you know, these you know, seven different side plots uh-huh, of what's uh-huh. going on. Yeah, there's it's enough just, there's enough of that family drama to push the yep. story forward without it being overbearing or like, yeah, again, him uh, always just constantly being um, uh, undermined by the people around him. Right. Uh, that that really doesn't happen. And it's funny because it, this movie is almost like the antithesis of like that kind of character because he starts mm-hmm. there. That's where he is at the beginning. And the whole idea is that it's his journey out of that, like going yeah. back to who he really is and um, being there for his family and protecting his family and remembering like what that's like. And, and it, it's weird because it actually has a lot of uh, that sort of like family values thing where it's mm-hmm. like it, it, there's a, a bit of this underlying message about like a core family unit and why it's important to have like your father be the protector and having mm-hmm. the 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 two parent household there um, and him like caring for his kids like uh, Hutch is literally the opposite of almost every other male character you get yes. in modern Hollywood and it's so cool to see it's like thank you and, and this movie came out in 2021 like it came out in march of 2021 Man. and so it's like i don't know how this got made <laughs> i'm i'm glad it did uh it's getting um, flew one under the radar but it is great yeah yeah they're writing a sequel right now it hasn't been greenlit i don't even know if it's actually going to happen there's part of me that's like maybe it doesn't need to like maybe yeah. just leave it where it is i don't know what other story you're going to try to tell like his right. arc, his arc is done. Like you can't really. He's already become yeah. the person. I'm sure you're to just be. gonna retell the same story. Yeah, but I don't know. Um, yeah, man. And like this movie flew on the radar, under the radar, and the last duel did. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's crazy, man. I, it it, it it's better that way to some degree. I think I know. Mm-hmm. You know, it's all about making money. And all that, but sometimes these things not getting to the height of popularity is the best thing for them and for them to find an audience afterwards because it kind of gets to maintain its purity, if you will. Yeah. If that makes sense. Um, I know what you mean. It's kind of like I love Equilibrium. Equilibrium had the same problem. It came out pretty close to the Matrix, got completely over like overlooked uh, mm-hmm. because of the Matrix, and so they never made a sequel. Um, but it's something that when you show people that movie, even now, they're like, this is great, yeah. you know, and, and that's kind of something that's so cool about uh, the stuff that gets overlooked. Uh, yeah, and it's okay to make a stand one standalone yes, movie. Yes, I like, wish, it's I okay. wish that was the case. The case. Yeah. Write, write a movie, put it out, be happy with your work and then, you know, maybe try to ride off like. The, the success of a movie into another movie <laughs> rather than yep. doing that's I mean that was one of the things Edgar Wright was always pretty good at um, is that he up until I guess they're trying to make a sequel to Baby Driver um, but until ah. until now he'd never done a sequel and and he Baby still Driver's technically yeah he still technically hasn't made a sequel because we haven't gotten Baby Driver 2 yet um, yeah. but I mean he's pretty prolific in his career I mean he's made eight eight or nine movies, I think. Mm. Um, and, 
he hasn't done a sequel, and that's almost unheard of in in the industry. Uh, but yeah, I man, I love nobody. I very happy with it. It's something that will probably be added just to. I mean, this is the kind of movie, legitimately, that you add to your collection alongside like yep. Terminator Two, Alien, and Aliens, uh, like all those action movies from the eighties, and then like the stuff, The Matrix, Lord of the Rings, the Kindergartner. Yeah, like the kind the kind of movies that you're like. These are the things that if people want to watch a movie, this is something that I will always yep. recommend. It's like, oh, you've seen this other stuff. Have you seen Nobody? Because yep. I know, I know you probably haven't. Um, yeah, it's just Completely one of those. Completely agree with you. I, yeah. It's right up there with Equilibrium. Mm-hmm. All of them. Yeah. Did you have anything else to say? No, nah, that's it, man. Awesome. All right. <sighs> hey. Yes. This is gonna be great. <laughs> okay, so this is gonna be great. I want to. I want. Okay, so what we're we're talking about Arcane. Yes. I want. I think I want to hear from you first because I have plenty to say. Okay. But I have no. I mean, I know you liked it. Oh yeah, yeah. I want to. I I want to hear about it from you, and you don't have to give like super detail if you want to. I'm saying okay. Like, just impressions in general. Okay. Great. Great TV show. Yeah. Animated TV show. Exceeded my expectations I had for it. That's um, good to hear. If you haven't seen it, you need to watch it. Yeah, we're about to spoil is, the entire thing, by the way. Yeah, so if you yeah. haven't seen it, go watch it. <laughs> yes, it's about to get spoiled. And let me just tell you that it is – I don't like to watch movies or TV shows more than one time. There are very – sincerely, there are very few TV shows, if there even are any TV shows. I don't think there are. Oh, no, no, there's only one. Um, yeah, there's definitely one TV show that I know for certain you've seen multiple times. Only one, and that's The Office. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this is going to be number two. Uh, All right. And then a very few movies um, that I will watch more than uh, one time, right? Mm-hmm. This goes into that category. I wanted to see it two more times um, <laughs> just because there's so much, so much in it. Uh-huh. Um, man, I mean, strong female characters. If you love strong female characters, I do. David does. Mm-hmm. Like This is strong female characters done well. Yeah. Just like we were talking about Nobody, how it was a strong male character done well. This is all. This is it for females. Yeah. Um, they are treated with such respect. I, yep. I think the entire cast is. Um, Absolutely. And one of the reason it, reasons it works so well is because um, Vi and Jinx in particular um, aren't perfect characters, clearly. Yep. I mean, like, you, you get, you know, about halfway through the show, and it's very clear that neither of them are, like, these uh, perfect individuals that, you know, they don't they don't run into that, like, Ray problem yeah uh, and, and it's really like that with you know uh the other female characters in the show and then the male characters in the show right like whether if they're evil or good like you, you get what i'm saying yeah you know you kind of everyone has like the the there's moral ambiguity yes because even silco yep he he you okay so you understand his intentions even if you think he's wrong in the way that he's going about things, which right. I think most people would say, yeah, he's obviously he's the the villain of the show for the most part. Like he and Jinx, but he, as far as season one is concerned, he is the villain um, of season one. Um, yeah. And he, you know, because Jinx is making a villain too. He's so good. 
He, so good, dude. And and what's interesting about him, and this is something that I, I think if people were going to do uh, study characters in order to learn how to write uh, different types of characters, right? Because he's not he's not strong as Vi, right? Mm-hmm. He's not as uh, you know, kind of like mechanically intelligent as Jinx, mm-hmm. but he understands like the social work of everything going on and he knows how to mm-hmm. manipulate people better than anybody else in the show. Yep. And that's how he goes about things. And ultimately his downfall uh, actually comes from how much he cares about Jinx. Yep. <laughs> and he's like, he overlooks her kind of like growing insanity because he cares so much about her because he yep. was ultimately the one that ended up raising her. And I, I was like, because Man. of his own betrayal from his brother. Yep. Right. And so, yep. They share that same connecting link. Mm-hmm. Um, man, um, dude, when I got to episode three, okay, no, no, no. All, right, all right. So my yeah. next thing, great world building with Piltover and Zon. So Piltover yes. is the elitist um, city of progress. It's shown to be light, whereas Zon is the underground. It's unregulated, poor. It's filled with crime. It's shown to be dark, right? So you have two separate worlds um, within the same two separate cities, I'm sorry, within the same world, right there by each other. And there's this constant tension between the two um, from beginning to the end, right? Yes. And so uh, just really great world building. You get, in, you understand where everything is. Um, man. It's a great example. The show in general and, and the, uh, the tension between Zahn and Piltover is a great example of um, prejudice. Yep. That's not based on uh, skin color. Yep. Because the show's very diverse, which is something yep. that I think everybody's kind of been like, hey, this is how you do diversity correctly. Yep. Um, that's, what, that's what I immediately thought, too. It's a very diverse show, mm-hmm. and it's done well because they don't hold that above the storytelling, character arcs, stuff like that, right? Yes. It's not – it's not the the central thing like Eternals was. That was like, oh, diversity, diversity. Yeah, that was all was they the talked main about. Thing that, yeah, that they were marketing, nothing to do with the story, nothing to do with anything else, right? Whereas One, this, man. So, because the thing that, that comes to mind, right, is that Madurda, who plays Jace's love interest, she's one of the, she's the, the black woman on the council, or one of mm-hmm. them. She's the main, the main one that gets the most screen time, right? Um, they could have easily basically turned her into like the archetype of like a BLM or um, a mm-hmm. character that that's her entire existence right and they don't right she's not a victim in fact she's characterized as one of the richest people on the council I think she might even be the richest person on the council at the at the time of her introduction and she's great at playing politics too. yes she's smart mm-hmm. she knows how to play Methodical. politics but she also cares a lot about Jace. It's clear, mm-hmm. right? Like, even if it starts out as sort of a manipulative relationship where she's using him so that mm-hmm. she can get ahead and, and continue to kind of con- uh, control power, there is, there's clear indications that she cares a lot about him, right? Not only that, but towards the end of the show, she gets her own little um, backstory where you start to understand why she is the way that she is. You get introduced to her mother, another strong, diverse female character, Right. Mm-hmm. Um, that a lot of that makes sense because um, her mother and her come from a you would almost call them like Amazonian type tribe. Like there are men in it, but that's kind of the um, the way that they're designed. Um, she's mm-hmm. she's 
bigger than most people, right? They're from a far off land. Um, it's, dude, I'm trying not to gush. Like, legitimately, yeah. I'm trying really hard. <laughs> it's just done so well. And, like, what made it better is going from this. I went from Arcane straight into Nobody. Oh. So it was like back to back. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what? the blue moon, let me go outside and see. Yeah, exactly. Man. So, oh, dude, the character building, dude, just the short form character building mm-hmm. with like Milo and the other dude. I can't remember his name. Oh, um, um, yeah, they they're they're not in it for very for what the no. first three episodes. And then Vander as well. They just do a great job oh. with building them, dude. that connection. And then when they die in episode three, uh-huh. like that's oh. how you do it. That's how you do yep. it correctly. You build up characters. You care about them so that when they die, people go, oh, no, that sucks. And it it, it hits even on multiple watches. So Vander in particular is yep. someone that over the course of watching the show a few times uh, really grew on me to the point of him probably being underrated as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. I think people like him uh, mm-hmm. as a character, but he gets kind of pushed below Jinx, uh, Vi, um, and um, uh, Silco, Silco in particular. Yeah. Um, okay, uh, I know we have a lot to talk about. Yeah. Who was your favorite character? Man. I liked Vander. I like Vi and Jinx too. I like Silco and I like Jace. The thing the thing that was interesting to me with Jace is how he's trying to root out all this corruption at first. Uh-huh. But then he has to play politics to try to get the progress that he wants, right? Mm-hmm. And so he has to kind of manage the corruption corruption so that a target is in place on his back man so to say if i had to say who my favorite um character is i'd have to say oh man it's hard yeah (laughs) all right so let's say good guy and bad guy okay all right fair enough uh good guy Oh, man, I want to say Vander, but I like Vi. Let's say Vi. Okay. And it's, it's probably not as even clear-cut as that, because like I said, there's moral ambiguity with everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and then bad guy, obviously Silka. Okay. I think they just nail him. Well, who's your favorite character? Um, good guy is Echo. Oh, yes. Another underrated one, I think. Yes. Everyone, everyone's very focused Echo. on um, some of the more developed care. I mean, he's developed. I think they do a really, really good job with him. Yeah, um, I wasn't and, expecting him to be the leader of the Fireflies. Yeah, and that, that like, just because I'm so immersed into the story that I wasn't even thinking about it, you know. And his fight with Jinx is so good. Yes, that fight on the bridge. I, like, oh, it's so good. It, it's probably not my favorite fight. I think um, the fight with uh, uh, Vi and Savika towards the end where they're in the bar 
Because like they've they've had this whole like thing going on the whole season where mm-hmm. the two of them keep running into each other and they keep beating the crap out of each other. Yeah. And I love I love that and I love that fight at the end because uh, both of them refuse to give up and um, it's one of those things that's again when we're talking about a character um, learning and not being perfect. Um, Vi doesn't. One of her flaws is that she essentially blocks with her face, and it's mentioned a couple times throughout the show. That's like she doesn't understand. She doesn't understand that defense is as important as offense. Offense, um, yep. And it's like till the end. I don't think in the entire season she really even learns this. Um, and I I love that because it shows those character flaws where they can slowly continue to work on her character, right? And yep. that's what's so great about having sort of these morally gray areas with some of them is that they're able to make mistakes and they're able to learn from them. And now in her it case, grow, right? yeah, it, it's a lot smaller. There's nuance. Mm-hmm. But I, I echo is so great because again, he's another character where they could have made him very like, um, against uh, the enforcers, right? Trying it, to, it, it could have been another, uh, what would you, what would you call it? Um, uh, just placing in, an activist agenda. yes an activist Activism. ideology in his mm-hmm. character instead of giving him the care to being like okay here's what he's good at here's where he's failing mm-hmm. um this you get the this like connection uh towards the end and that like at the beginning of that fight with him and jinx that the two of them had some sort of uh they were close at one point um, and they were clearly friends, right? Mm-hmm. And and I love that. I, I love that fight because it starts out that way, right? So they're both uh, friends, and it's showing them like essentially playing together, right? And you get sort of a a, a cool character moment with uh, Jinx, where at the time she out uh, she essentially outguns him mm-hmm. to then show how Echo has come so far, and he's like essentially grown up. And he beats her, but she still gets one last because it's Jinx, right? And and it's it is a good moment of showing like who her character is. She has one last trick up her sleeve when she drops the grenade out of that, and he's like, "Ah, oh, crap!" It's so good. I man, I, and it's a perfect name for her too, Jinx, right? Yep. yep. Like, and and um, you would ask me, and I don't think I explained it to you, but you would ask me when uh, I think after you'd finished it, what my favorite episodes were or what my favorite episode was. Mm-hmm. Um, and I told you three and four, and I think it's still that because that time jump. So that that three, yeah, so good. Three is fantastic. Three is my favorite, but four is like because right I right there at it. I love that entrance with Jinx. She's on. She's my favorite villain. I yeah. love. I love Silco. I love what they did with him, mm-hmm. but. She works in this way because she's so tragic. It's like yep. no matter it's what. It's a tragedy, right? It's just, yes. just like, I'm sorry, let me, no, let me good. interrupt Go you to say it's just like the Joker movie to where it's this descent into madness, right? This descent into mm-hmm. villainy, but from a more like an understanding, like you can see that you can relate to it, right? Like, yes. oh, I can see how, you know, if this had happened in my life and this had turned and every, you know, and it's just it, it it does it so well, and then it, you know there's that tension too because she's always kind of teetering on the edge of, you know, she's not fully a villain until the very you know, very last episode. Right? It's kind of like, well, yeah, she's being used, and, and she is kind of that, but it kind of like could be an antihero as well. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But 
But I then, think you have that big turn because she takes full agency after Silco dies. Yep. Who, who I'm assuming is dead. Like obviously they yeah. they could pull something to bring, bring him back or whatever, yeah. but she takes full agency of herself at that point and yep. kind of becomes uh who she wants to be in in it, it kind of it all works. There's none of this like there's none of this like uh, season eight of Game of Thrones where like Daenerys all of a sudden decides she's gonna like massacre uh, hundreds of yeah. people. This has been a buildup. Right? Yeah, this has been a buildup for Jinx where it could go either way, and she finally gets tilted. Uh, I am glad that. you say that, David. How many episodes was in this? Nine, right? Nine. Game of Thrones was like eight, right? So one episode short, <laughs> right? But you know, and all that stuff. Talking about doing a character justice of the slow descent into madness, and Game of Thrones actually mm. had longer because they could they did it and started in season seven they as well. They had plenty of time. They yep. had they had eight seasons to be able Man. to set that up, and they didn't do it. I, I just Arcane, I like Silco for his ruthlessness and his commitment to his vision, right? Mm-hmm. And, and and the loyalty he has, and how that loyalty ends up being his downfall with Jinx. Right. Because of, you know, he raised her and they share that same connection of betrayal by their sibling. Yep. Um, but and, man, Jinx is so good. And that juxtaposition between um, the good and evil within her uh-huh. and then her fully committing to it in the last episode. Uh, and I love that because so she gets pushed over the edge because she kills Silco. Right. And then that last thing is like this echo of him in her head where he's like. Uh, we'll show them. We'll show them all, and that's when she shoots the rocket off at the. Uh, uh, I was gonna what say was senators. Uh, what are they the called? Council the council members. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which brings up a question: Was there anything else you wanted to say about the show in particular? Um, I, there's so much, dude. I mean, we literally yeah. could go through every single episode and break down why it works yeah, so well. We be here it's for that, I know it's that good. Um, Maybe oh, we'll do that one day. Let me but, let me talk about Victor real quick, who I think yes is Jason very, Victor. Yeah, so Jace, great. I think having a character who is the um, he's kind of the uh, what uh, like newbie kind of yeah. uh, person in the show. Like he's very kind of innocent. Yeah, th- there's a lot about and him that he. Over. Yeah, well, he doesn't under, yeah, and he doesn't understand a lot of things, right? He mm-hmm. he comes from sort of like a semi wealthy background. Um, he's always kind of gotten whatever he wants, uh, but he's also very smart, very capable. Um, you know, he's not again. He's not shown as someone who is uh, so stupid or so weak or so unable to get anything done. Um, mm-hmm. But he has those weaknesses. He has like um, uh, he's he's very much influenced by certain things in particular um Moderna Moderna who mm-hmm. um you know manipulates him to some degree and she's very attractive and that and that helps in that situation and and it makes total sense right mm-hmm. um and then you have on the other hand you have Victor who is kind of almost the literal opposite of Jace like they're both yep. very smart they're both uh you know they're the reason that um the uh what do they call it um the magic essentially like the yeah. um the hex tech that's what it is yeah uh, gets invented and they're able to teleport like the two of them are the reason but you see that opposite thing in them right whereas jace is kind of always in the spotlight he's probably not as smart as victor but the, he has a lot of qualities that make sense for him to be in the position that he's in mm-hmm. where victor smarter uh physically weaker 
Mm-hmm. Um, sick. He's sick, right? He doesn't see the affection of a woman like right in front of him. Um, who it kind of bothered me. I wish she she as a character had been a little bit. I don't even remember what her name was. Um, Come on, Caitlin. No, no, not Caitlin. The um, there's a uh, a scientist woman that uh, Victor kills towards the end of the show who's like in love with him and she's kind of like fawning after him the entire show and that's like her whole character (laughs) it doesn't there's not a whole lot there she's kind of semi-obsessed with him and I really would have liked at least one moment of the two of them interacting with each other and even a slight hint at there being a common connection between the two of them like oh I'm interested you're interested but he's so focused that like he's not really paying attention to that and mm-hmm. it and it his uh desire to save himself and uh push the like hex tech and all of that that stuff along uh gets in the way of a potential relationship with her because that would have helped when he makes uh that mistake when she tries to save him and then ultimately like absorbs her or she gets turned to dust or whatever the case may be it would have hit a little bit harder um right. which is kind of surprising considering episode 3 They've yep. been so, they're so and it's a small it's a such a small complaint. She's not even a big part of the show, um, but dang, but I man. see where you're coming from, man. Yeah, yeah, love them, love them, love them. Um, what did you think about the way what happens to Jace in the second to last episode when he kills that kid? How'd you feel about that? Did that work for you? It did for me. Okay, I thought. I think it did I for me it, too. I, it did work for you. I think so. Yeah, I I wasn't. I think the first time I watched it, I wasn't so sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was like, oh geez, I was like, that's that's a direction to take that. Yeah. Um, but I I'm I'm curious. I think more than anything, how they're gonna play that out uh, next season to yeah. see if they are able to use that to put Jace in a position where he's beginning to learn. And then you know we we'll get to it in a second I think but we have to, obviously we have to talk about how the he didn't realize ends. it was a kid though did he no it was an accident yeah um and I think he kind of gets this understanding of he because of that happening uh, he sees what he's up against now because his yep. whole thing is that he's slowly progressing into being a more mature person mm-hmm. um and because he, he's starting to see he he wants to get rid of all the child labor going on because he didn't realize it was mm-hmm. going on correct. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's 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 a weird situation only because so the kid is related to one of the people who works for Silco, like one of his like right hand people. Mm-hmm. And it it was one of those things where she's so upset like his, the mother is like so upset about it, but it's like, "Lady, you let him be there. Like why was yep. he there?" Is it it's kind of a weird situation, but um yeah, I I think it works pretty well and uh that that scene is also really really cool just as an action set piece where uh Oh, can I talk about this real quick? This is something I, I I didn't notice at first. Um, the, my like my first uh, watch of the show, they they do a really good job of letting these characters be cool. So th- the reason I bring that up is that that scene, the scene where Jace goes down and they're trying to get rid of all of the um the purple goop, <laughs> essentially. Yes. You know what I'm talking about? Whatever that mm-hmm. whatever that stuff is the called, shimmer the shimmer or whatever it's called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, Jace is down there like fighting, which is or an whatever. analogy to the opioid crisis in America. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of interesting that you know, they, and that's the thing is the show is very mature, uh, dark, but it it doesn't go overboard on anything. Like mm-hmm. it, it's not so deep in one of those places that you kind of are you're just like ugh um but what i'm what i'm getting at is that um the show 
really does a good job of giving the characters like cool moments and this one in particular you know jace is there he's like fighting and you start to see like vi shadow and she's literally like scaling down the side of the wall with the claws or like the the gloves or whatever that uh that jace gave her Mm -hmm. and she flies down and it's the scene of her just like smashing one of these like enemies in the face and he goes flying and she like lands and like Jace looks at her and she's kind of like, what's up? And then they like go into the fight and I'm like, yes. I was like, please, television, give us more of these. Yes. Like give us stuff like this. Like that's how you do sort of, sort of fan service like um, great moments that get people like pumped about uh, what yeah. they're watching. Uh, you know what doesn't have that? Boba Fett. <laughs> nope. Or a lot of this other stuff. It's like they don't know how yeah. to make these characters cool, whereas the people who are writing Arcane and um, putting the story together get it. They just I get think, it. I think anim- I was about to say, an- uh, animation, not anime, but anime too. Um, animation seems like the way to go for good storytelling for TV shows or movies because it's just not really happening elsewhere on a consistent basis. Mm -hmm. I I don't know if you knew this, but anime is like outselling comic books, like manga, like significantly outselling it right now. Um, And yeah, it's because they're not, they're not pandering. So there, I have two other things I want to talk about. Okay. The first one is we have to talk about the ending of the season. Yep. And do you have any kind of like predictions of where it's headed or just things that, even if it's just things that you're like, okay, I kind of like to see this. Um, cause obviously in the, the very last scene, and I think this was an excellent way of closing it out to be like, Oh no, like what, what's going on is, uh, Jinx shoots the, this Hextech yeah. rocket, um, at the council and it breaks the window. And, uh, I didn't notice this the first time I watched it, but, uh, Moderna actually sees it happen. She get she like almost has this reaction as something's going on and she, and I can't, I don't know if like. The, uh, someone on the other side of her like one of the other council members has a reaction and that that's what makes her turn but that's essentially where it ends and then it breaks the glass uh and they cut it <laughs> dude so i'm thinking there may be an all-out war between piltover and zon mm-hmm. uh yeah i could see that that makes me think that maybe that's something they'll build to in yeah a, a, either for about half a season or for the whole thing and so you'll have this growing tension and there'll be certain characters that are like no we still need to try to broker peace like jinx's actions can't be what uh causes a like all out like essentially civil war between um you know uh piltover and uh, zon uh, right. yeah that's actually that could be kind of cool um, that's the main thing that I picked up on. Uh, the thing that I keep thinking about is I'm going through my head, trying to figure out who's not going to make it out of that room. Oh yeah. So so far, the They're only going to kill uh, Mel. No. Uh, Jace and Moderna will probably make it out. The only reason, yeah. if they were, if they were, and, and I don't know. So here's here's the thing. Like obviously, this whole show is based on League of Legends. Yep. And I've never really been a big fan. I, I played it like back in the day when I first got my computer. It never really did anything for me. Um, but I, I really like the show. And so I'm trying to do my best like not to look at any of that stuff. Because mm-hmm. even knowing what characters are in the game can poten- potentially spoil a lot of that. Right. Um, but if they wanted to be really brave about it, 
and throw like a big wrench into the show, it would be really interesting if they killed off Moderna. Like she doesn't make it out of the room, and not <sighs> only does that put her mother in this position of like trying to push them towards that, uh, mm-hmm. but Jace is now conflicted because he's the one who wanted to garner peace with them. Yeah, but he's also but on the other side. That's like the person that he was essentially in love with. Yeah, she's now dead. Um, the only person I'm almost certain dies is Caitlin's mother. Yes. I'm pretty sure she's not making it out of there because it would be easy enough to see that tension between, and this is kind of what I want. Um, I want to see that tension between her and Vi happen because obviously they're setting up a connection between the two of them um, mm-hmm. for like a relationship. Yep. And it makes a lot of sense, especially from like a will they, won't they perspective to tear the two of them further apart in season two. And to have them on opposite sides of the conflict, um, which mm-hmm. is, if you're correct about where they're headed in the next season, um, that that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, uh, that's kind of I think as far as I've got. I think most of the other council members, it doesn't really matter if they they live or die. Nah. Um, oh, you know who we didn't talk about though? Who is um, Hermendinger? Uh, Heimendinger. Yeah, he doesn't. <laughs> he, I can't remember his name. He's very. Um, I think intentionally. He's the voice of reason. Yes, and he's kind of one note in the season. Mm-hmm. And I think that's because they're setting him up to hang out with Echo for a majority of the next season, I hope. Yeah. Uh, I like the, uh, you know, I watch a whole show about the two of them, like, hanging out together. Yeah, right. I like both characters. Um, and him kind of maybe coming to a place of understanding the need for Hextech and what what's really going down uh, in the Undercity and becoming kind of a more caring person. Um because his whole like he's been around for 300 years and he was one of the original founders of Piltover uh, gets in the way of uh, looking at humanity. Right. And that's kind of where right. Jace has the upper hand on him when he's like, you know, we don't have the luxury of living for centuries like you do. Mm-hmm. It's like we have to look at things in somewhat of a more uh, close future, Yep, uh, which that's is really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. Love it. Love it so much. Oh, man. OK, so. One more thing we have to talk about because All right. it wouldn't be us if we didn't talk about this. What are you worried about? Because I, I wrote this down. Um, I said, things I'm worried about with the second season. What are you worried about? I haven't given that much thought. Season two of Westworld mm-hmm. was one of the most disappointing things that happened after an incredible season of television. That show didn't just kind of go downhill after the first season. It crashed and burned after what was very, like, critically and, like, from just normal people watching it was considered a great season of television. And I am... Yeah, I can see. I am terrified that they have no clue where they're going to go after this. Now, they are, from what I've heard, they're taking their time. This isn't coming out in 2022. It's probably going to be late 23. Uh, when okay. we actually see season two, which is good news because that means they're probably taking their time. Um, mm-hmm. What this also means is that I really hope this doesn't go the direction of the writers and people in the show watching Twitter and taking Twitter yeah. as the advice for what they need to do with this because if they do that, it's going to turn into everything that we hate. <laughs> yep. 
Um, I hope not to. Yeah, and and the reason I put that is because I put Ky, uh, Caitlin and Vi's relationship gets way too much attention. Where instead yep. of going the route like we were saying, where it makes a lot of sense for potentially the two of them to be at odds with each other in the next season, um, they do a whole thing where it's just like their entire relationship essentially becomes gay. Like yeah. that's it. That's that's all that they become. That's all. Right? It's all, that's <clears throat> the only thing that's important about it, right? There's exactly. no nuance, no. Yeah, they, you know, that's how they're characterized. Art. Yeah, we lose the whole thing where Vi is this uh, um, very uh, stubborn. Uh, obviously, she's a good fighter, like all of that going on. But we lose all of that mm-hmm. for the sake of um, their relationship and to spend and all that time with like that kind of drama. And mm-hmm. I was just like, I don't want, I, like, don't give us that. It's like, if you want that, there's plenty of, like, weird soap opera-y type things that you can go watch. Right. right. Go watch Eternals again if that's what you're looking for. Like, I would very much like them to avoid all of that. Um, Agreed. Actually, that was it. Nice. I had another one in there, but I don't know why that was there. Yeah, no, I definitely see what you're saying. Hopefully they don't go down that route and they just stick to the storyline they've built in season one and, and build off of that. Yes. Um, I, so. uh, dude, it's going to crush so many because Drinker likes this. Mauler likes this. I, I've never, and this is a show that you like, like it. Yeah, I know, right? I, who knew? I, I'm so happy that there are things that we like, man. I, I don't know. I don't know what we would do if that wasn't the case. I know. Um, yeah, there's so many people that have generally opinions that I respect, and everyone kind of, at least for the most part, lines up where it's like, yes, Arcane season one is excellent. Yep. It is so delightful to finally see characters that are being treated with respect. Uh, and you're not getting the kind of characterization that you get from a lot of the garbage television and movies that have been coming out recently. Um, they feel like people, you can relate to all of the characters for the different things that they're going through, um, and there's all, all sorts of things about them that, that you can like. Even the characters that are more morally dubious, there's yep. a lot of really interesting stuff going on with them. And it's diverse and yeah race orientation creed religion all that stuff right mm-hmm. who would have thought and it's a good tv show yeah it's a good tv show yeah it's it's literal proof that that stuff is just surface level yep it's it's the garnish that you put onto creating interesting dynamic and um like flawed characters essentially that's original right they didn't go and create get a known ip and butcher it mm-hmm. right yeah, and it, it was one of those things that, uh, I mean, it's an example, too, of, like, don't judge a book by its cover, right? Yeah. Everybody constantly was saying, like, I don't want to watch this. It's about a girl with pink hair and a girl with blue hair, and one of them's got half of her hair shaved on the side or whatever. And everyone's going, like, look, I understand. Shut up and watch it anyway. <laughs> like, yeah. seriously. <laughs> ah, so yep. good. So good, man. I, I, Go see it, people. Yeah, Go watch on Netflix. It's I I uh, I I know for a fact it's only about six hours long to get through all nine episodes. Hey. Um, so, if you've you seen know. the Lord of the Rings extended edition movies, it's yeah. shorter than that. No so. excuse. I've watched it three times. <laughs> <laughs> back to back to back. <laughs> Almost. Almost, man. Uh, all right. Well, did you have anything else you wanted to add? That's it. 
Okay. I, I didn't ask on the last episode, mm-hmm. um, but is Ender safe from? Oh, yes. Uh, hang on. Dr. Hyde? Uh, Jekyll, Dr. Jekyll. Oh, sorry. Wrong, wrong one. Wrong one. He, he's safe oh, man. from Good. Herr Fauci. Do not worry. Um, anyway, man. Uh, yeah, this has been a, another episode of The Underground. We will be back next Tuesday with more news and more what, entertainment whatever else happens Thursday. to be going on uh, i think that we've already got a couple things uh loaded up uh, for next week so i'm, I'm looking yes. forward to that um thank you all for listening and until next time take it easy see ya politics ruins everything whether i'm right whether i'm wrong Whether I find a place in this world or never belong I've gotta be me I've gotta be me What else can I be But what I am I want to live Not merely survive And I won't give up this dream of life that keeps me alive I've gotta be me I've gotta be me The dream that I see makes me what I am That faraway prize A world of success is waiting for me If I heed the call, I won't settle down or settle for less as long as there's half a chance that I can have it all. I'll go it alone. That's how it must be. I can't be right for somebody else if I'm not right for me. I've gotta be me, I've gotta be me. Daring to try to do it or die, I've gotta be me. I can't be right for somebody else if I'm not right for me. I've gotta be me